Baltimore, let's get it. Where we attack today's local and national hottest sports topics. I'm your host, Randy Dutkin, and let's get after it. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Let's Get It. I'm your host, Randy Dutkin, along with my producer, Jason Bryce, coming at you again in the midst of our coronavirus, which has shut down sports and life as we know it for a foreseeable future. Jay, how you doing tonight, my man? Hey, man, I'm doing good, man. Just, you know, happy to still be alive and still be corona-free, man. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think we all are. And... You know, every day, you know, we're not going to go through the numbers tonight. We all know where the numbers are at. We all know that a lot of people are sick and have been sick and, uh, you know, continue to fight every day for their wellness, you know, through this uh, pandemic that we're going through. You know, one of the things we've done every time that we've we've met, every time that we've had our show is we've shouted out to all the people that are out there on the front line, our doctors, our nurses, our technicians, our maintenance people, our mail carriers, everybody who's continuing to be affected to be out there on the front line helping us get through this time, and I know we will. Absolutely. Actually, you want to shout them out right now, man? Give them a round of applause. Absolutely. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. All right, here we go. Well, with that said, though, Jay, we got a great show on tap for you tonight. You know, obviously, we, we will talk a little bit about some of the changes in which you know, the NBA, baseball have proposed to try to get sports back into play if the social distancing is removed and lifted and we're allowed to do it. Uh, and later on in the show tonight, we're going to get in a little bit to the NFL draft, discuss that. And we have something fun for you tonight for our listeners, Jay. We have the Sixers all-time bracket. Mm. That list, yes, the mm. Sixers all-time bracket. We have four different categories. Right. Uh, four, and we got one through 16 seeds in each one. And we're going to go through each one of that. We're going to pick out our winners, talk a little bit about each one. We're going to be doing a round per episode over the next few shows. So you guys are going to want to stick around for that. Okay. Um, I'll give you a little bit of an insight into it right now. We have our four number one seeds for the Sixers. We have Will Chamberlain. Mm. That's pretty much a given. Absolutely. Then we have Mr. Charles Barkley. Yep, 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 yep. I see, I see that. Yep, absolutely. Round down the rebound, absolutely. Then we have Mr. Dr. J. Absolutely, he better be on there. And then, of course, we have the answer, Alan Iverson. I like it. Oh, yeah, so we'll get into that that a little later on. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be players that Mm -hmm. we are familiar with, players that are going to be controversial. It'll be fun. We'll get into that. But the first thing tonight, Jay, what I want to get into, um, obviously, is... In the NBA, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, what they're doing as far as social distancing goes and what their plans are for the coronavirus if the social distancing is lifted. Right. Uh, one thing that the NBA is doing that they actually was uh, started earlier tonight as we're doing the show tonight was the NBA Horse Challenge, um, which had some uh, NBA uh, players Chauncey Billups. Okay, big shot, big shot. Okay, big, big shot. Chauncey Billups, Trey Young. Okay, that's Mike a shooter. Mike Conley. Uh-huh, another shooter. Zach Levine. I don't really know him as a shooter, but okay. <laughs> yeah, Paul Pierce. A shooter, okay. And then also had Tamika Catchings and Allie Quigley, two uh, WNBA Hall of Famers. Well, you so cla- it's pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah, you clapped them you up, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, okay. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll be honest with you, Jay, before we started the show tonight, I tuned in for a few minutes of this. 
and mm. it, it was it was tough to watch. It was uh, tough you to watch. You didn't like it, or, or it was it was like a tough like in a good way or a tough like. You know, yeah. it was it was it was it. I turned it on for about three or four minutes. Uh, one of the problems was, and of course, you know, adhering to social distancing, they were streaming uh, from their each individual court, and so the other player was watching. Uh, the one I happened to be watching was Chauncey Billups versus uh, Trey Young. But the quality of the stream was very bad, so it yeah. kind of made it difficult to watch. Okay. You know, and then in general, too, that just the enthusiasm wasn't there. I thought the I thought the players were going to be a little more enthusiastic. So, I mean, I, look, you can't be mad at the NBA, though, for trying to do something to try to bring a little bit of positivity and light to the yeah. situation. Yeah. So I'll give them credit for doing that. Yeah, I mean, you give them an A for effort. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, you know, anything, you know, it's one of those things where something is better than nothing. So, you know, you, you're you just happy to see, you know, some guys getting some shots. I'm sure that they were making some crazy shots, though. Oh, absolutely. And like I said, you know, I, I know there's going to be a couple more rounds, so it might get a little more interesting as it goes on. Uh, but like I said, too, I, I like the fact, I like the idea of doing it. But one of the big things that was just proposed um, as a potential by Adam Silver and the, you know, the league executives was um, they're looking at, you know, hopefully in the next 25 days, they, you know, to potentially get the league back up and running uh, if social distancing is, you know, lifted, uh, which, you know, I hope that would be. I know you would love to see that and all listeners would love to see that. So the way that it would work down is it would be um, 11 days that the players would be allowed to have individual workouts. Uh, you know, obviously, and then they would have 14 days where they would then be able to work together as a team. So it would still be about three to four weeks until the league was able to get back up and running into normal. But that's kind of where the NBA is at right now. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, of course, you know, I, I hope, you know what I'm saying? I hope and pray that, you know, we can maybe do that. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm gonna give you my take. I don't, I don't see things getting back to normal to like July, August. So I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, hopefully and prayerfully, but I don't, I don't see it. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't see it. Um, it's just, it's just too much to, you know, it's too risky. It's too risky. I think right now I think it's too risky, but we'll see. We'll see. But I'm sure they want to get back up and running because I think some of the players are not getting paid. If I'm not mistaken, some are, but a lot aren't. And I think that's where, you know, you might have, you know, some difficulties. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not sure. It is. We'll have to look into that further because I know there yeah. is a little bit of a difference as far as, you know, who's getting paid what, how much of their contract, how much of their salary. I have to kind of echo what you said that I don't foresee us being able to get back to social distancing uh, being dropped and get back to normal, normal life for a little while. I'm also looking at, the summertime is kind of the, the target time to maybe get things back to normal. Cause we have to get this thing under control. First of all. Right. No, no, absolutely. It has to, something has to change. Um, you know what I mean? And we have to, you know, we have to understand it. You know what I mean? I don't even think we really have like a, you know, a conceptualization, a conceptualization, a conceptualization, whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think they have like a, a real, uh, you know, understanding of, of, you know, what it really is. I mean, and then you don't have any, you know, you don't have any vaccine. You don't have any, you know, you don't have that stuff yet. So everything is like guess, it's guesswork right now. So I don't, I just don't see it happening. If it does, that's a good thing, but I don't see it happening. 
you know. But I hope it does, though. I, I truly do. I truly do. We'll see. No, absolutely. And, and that's what we, we all we can do is hope for and everyone's, you know, hoping for. Uh, one of the interesting things, though, Jay, I want to touch on, too, is, you know, one of the first players that came out that was tested was Rudy, Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz. Oh, yeah, and you mean the dude that was touching the microphones and everything, right? Absolutely. Right. He was making fun of the whole thing, and then sure enough, he got it. He got it. And right. he, you know, we don't know this for sure, but he was around his teammates, and one of his star teammates, Donovan Mitchell, you know, came down with coronavirus and had to be quarantined for 14 days. Right. And now, from what uh, the rumors out there, is that Donovan Mitchell does not want to play with Rudy Gobert anymore, which would be huge out there. You know, you would have a star player on a potential trade market. Oh, that would be devastating for Utah. You know, and I can't say, in some ways, I can't say that I blame Donovan. But at the same time, I don't think, you know, if, if, you, if you're going to, you know what I'm saying, if you're going to, you know, kind of hold him to, you know, and not forgive him, then you almost can't forgive anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes it's, you know, listen, did he know? No, he didn't. If he knew... Would he have conducted himself the same way? No, he wouldn't have. You know what I'm saying? But he's immature. He's a young player. So he was immature. He did a bonehead, you know, um, you know, decision and whatever the case may be. But, you know, I, I think he does deserve forgiveness. Um, but I can't blame him because I, w- I would feel some type of way. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, because you never know. Like, yo, listen, like if he, God forbid, I mean, thank God. Thank God. You know what I'm saying? That he survived because God forbid. Had he not, oh, he'd have felt, you know what I'm saying, like his family, his kids, or, you know what I'm saying, everybody suffers. So it's like sometimes you can't joke and play, you know what I'm saying? He, you know, Rudy Gobert being a professional athlete, you know what I'm saying, he should know a little better. But at the same time, you know, growth is not just growth in stature. Growth is also in the mind. And obviously, he's still got some growing to do. So hopefully this experience has grown him. I think that he'll be able to... um, it's not like he's done like a D'Angelo Russell. You know what I'm saying? Like D'Angelo Russell, like he 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 ratted. You know what I'm saying? Like he was like a snitch and and did the man code thing. So you can't, it's hard. I mean, you can forgive, but you you can't really rock with him like that. You know what I'm saying? But Donovan, no. it's, it's a different situation. It's a different situation. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. And and that's what and I agree that you can't blame Donovan Mitchell. You have to forgive a little bit. There's always a looking at it. Uh, and like you were saying, you know, I don't think that Rudy Gobert really understood the magnification of it, of what he did. And not, at that point in this situation, uh, none of us really did. So we'll have to see how that transpires. You know, right. if it were to actually play out that he doesn't want to stay there and play in Utah, well, if I'm Utah, I'm getting rid of Rudy Gobert. I'm not thinking at all about touching Donovan Mitchell because Donovan Mitchell is your franchise. Yes, he is. I mean, he he definitely gets after it. He gets busy. But I will say, I don't know. I mean, like Donovan is definitely more important than Rudy Gobert, okay? But at the same time, if you get rid of Gobert, it changes the way Utah plays all around. So I don't know if, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if... Mitch was getting all those shots and those opportunities without Gobert. Like they're they're a, they're a, they're they're a good team without Gobert, but they're a great team with him. If oh, they sense, are, and you know I, I think Gobert is a. Uh, I know he's at least a two-time Defensive Player of the Year. Right. If he's not three-time, right. I might not be mistaken. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so you know, he definitely adds a whole other element. 
But as I said, we'll see how that, that plays out. You know, the NBA try to do what they can, just like we all are, you know, to, to do what we can to try to bring some kind of positivity. Because I think one of the good things about having these ideas in place, and we're going to get into the next baseball's idea of what they're considering mm-hmm. for their with social distancing and, you know, how to handle this. But I think it is good because we need a distraction. We need something to kind of hang our hat on, a little bit of hope. Yeah. So when it, when it goes to baseball, baseball had um, two ideas. The first idea was that they were going to bring all 30 teams to Arizona, uh, an area which has been very low in the amount of cases that they've had detected out there. Um, they'd have the players playing in empty stadiums. Um, they would be getting tested regularly, and they would be you know, quarantined away from their families. Now, that was one idea. So with that idea, a lot of players already are saying, A, I don't want to be quarantined away from my family. It'll be about, about three or four months, potentially, they could be out there. Uh, there's players that you know have been out there who know that they're going to have babies in the next few months that are going to take leaves from teams. So it's, there's a lot of obstacles for this to even take place. What's your thoughts on that idea? Um, you know, it's funny because I find I definitely find um, you know, I, so I find, I find you know, I, I'm things, I'm you know, my mind is thinking about Arizona. I find Arizona very intriguing. Like, not only does the coronavirus not really living there, but a lot of people that can't take like the um their sinuses and just the climate is different. The air is different. So sometimes I know I've known people. Uh, at least two or three people that have left the East Coast because they, if they stayed on the East Coast, they eventually would have like passed away or died from just the way that the, the breathing or something. They had to go out to Arizona for uh, preservation of life, which is crazy. I didn't ever understood it, but there's something different out there in Arizona. So with that being said, um, you know, is it a terrible idea? No, I don't think it's a terrible idea. I might, I'm not really feeling, I mean, I can understand many of the players with the babies and stuff like that. That's a different situation. Um, but anybody else kind of complaining about there's no crowd or whatever. Yo, you're like the highest, baseball has to be the highest paying sport. Okay, the scrub, oh, the scrub, the scrub on a major league team is making more than maybe some of the players in all other major sports. Okay, so to me, baseball players like chill and go do what you're supposed to do and go play your sport. You know what I'm saying? But I, but I, no, get, I don't I disagree. Get, I get the understanding with the babies though, because that's something that's a life event. Okay, but you know, it's still your job though, bro. Like this, your job. So go do your job and do what you're supposed to do. That's my opinion. I agree. I agree. And one of the things that you know, we, you know, if I'm a if I'm a baseball player and I'm sitting here saying I don't want to miss these life events. You know, I would turn around if I'm somebody who's, uh, you know, served in our military and they would say, well, let me tell you about missing life events because I had to go serve overseas. Right. So, you know, because you're going to play mm, baseball point, and you're right. playing a game, right. you know, for a career, you already got to remember that. Right. Now, the second idea baseball had was, which is very intriguing, because not only is it playing the games, but it also changes up the entire schedule and division would be to have both spring training sites, which would be Arizona and also Florida, um, it would be the Cactus League and there would also be the Grapefruit League. So those teams would stay where they usually go to spring training and they would play at their spring training sites, which, you know, again, would be just like Arizona. They'd play in empty stadiums. You know, but as we were talking about realignment, for example, in the division with the Phillies and your Yankees would be together. 
I mean, I'm, I mean, you know, I, I understand as a Philly fan, that's exciting for you. You know what I'm saying? Because you're playing a great team, a champion. You know what I'm saying? That that's big stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Anytime you know the Yankees come to Philly, you know that's going that's their guarantee sold out. You know, but you know for a New Yorker or a Yankee fan, it's just business as usual. We don't care who we play. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, oh we're playing the Phillies. We spanked them in '09. Was it '09 we spanked them, or was it? 09? Oh yeah, well, yeah. well, you know, ten years ago, that's a lot different than it is now. That's for sure. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I do. <laughs> but listen, you can't you can't argue. But I think you know to me that inter- it is interesting because it does you know add another element to me to that about sure. changing up the divisions and sure. changing up. You know, it would be interesting for baseball, again, just like we talked about with, you know, the NBA, you know, the idea of these are just being thrown around and we have to progress a lot further as a society and as a nation before we could even consider bringing this back into play. Right. No, I get it. I get it. I, I mean, again, I think that, you know, I think I give it an A for effort. It's a valiant effort. Again, these players are, you know, I'm not sure if they're getting paid or not. So I, I think that that's involved, that there's some of that ideology involved as well. You know what I'm saying? Because the owners are losing money. The owners are losing money. And you know oh, what I'm saying? absolutely. So and I, you know, I think that plays a part, though. When we sit there and we, we talk about these ideas, you have to remember, just like any business, sports are a business. When they're not in session, they're losing money. Sure. And all these contracts, all these the money that they lay out are considered based upon the revenue that these teams are going to make. You know, when the Phillies you know, gave $330 million to Bryce Harper. You know, they factored in, okay, we're going to give this money. We're also going to be bringing in this revenue. So when you're still paying out contracts but not bringing in the revenue, it makes it very challenging. And now, don't get me wrong, these these owners can afford it, and there's TV contracts and there's other income that helps, you know, subsidize these contracts that they have, but they still need to bring in the money. No, no, absolutely, they do. You know what I mean? Um, again, but again, I, I'm... Again, it can't be at someone's expense, someone's livelihood. Like I don't, I don't, I just don't think that there's a fine line there. So I think that, you know, you know, them, you know, maybe, you know, taking some initiative to kind of bring back, you know, because listen, every everybody's just dealing with corona right now. Everybody's just corona out. You know what I'm saying? Like they're just heavily inundated with just nothing but corona. So baseball coming out and coming up with a plan and you know, basketball coming up with a plan that gives people a little, you know, a little livelihood. Like, okay, all right, yeah, okay, things are starting to maybe get back to normal. Things are starting to to, to maybe, you know, um, you know, get back to normal and stuff like that. So, you know, that that could be, you know, that could be that premise right there. So we'll see, we'll see. Um, but I just, you know, I, I guess I give them a challenge not to move too fast. Like, don't go ahead of the country because then I think that you're putting their lives at danger. And ultimately, I don't think that's the right thing to do. No, because also one of the things that my feeling is, is that, you know, out of respect and then sports have a responsibility to the public, not just to be a distraction, but you can't bring back sports when people are struggling to put food on the table because they're not back to work yet. So you can't do that. You absolutely cannot do that. You have to have the responsibility and you have to be not, you know, socially smart and socially responsible as we discussed. No, true indeed. I mean, I, again, I, I think that, you know, um, you know, it's, I think what you're saying is right, is being socially responsible, being responsible, um, and just making sure that, you know, you're, you're moving in line with how the country's moving. So, you know, the man that's really running this, um, which seems like Dr. 
what's his, Dr. Fauci or whoever, whoever these doctors are, like you got to go on their advice. And right now, I don't know how you're playing baseball or basketball when you can't even go out in the grocery store without a mask. So I don't know. We'll see. You know what I'm saying? We'll see. Um, you could say, oh, there's not going to be no crowd there. But then you don't know. Every guy that's playing, they have families. So I guess you're going to separate them from their families. You could do that. But then what? That's saying that the players are what? They're just going to come to the ballpark, do their thing, play, and then what? Go right back to quarantine? Like, yeah, I, I don't see that. Um, I don't see I, that I don't either. see that either. You know what I'm saying? And, and we're not talking about like old you know, KG veterans and stuff like that. You're talking about young stallions, okay? 21, 22, 23. Please, they, they're they wanting to go out. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, sur- I'm even surprised that you haven't really heard of much from, you know, these type of players that are young like that and have, you know, billions of dollars. They haven't thrown no parties yet. Corona parties, please. Well, you know it's interesting, interesting that you say that, uh, Jay, because one of the things that I wanted to touch on also was that it just was released maybe about a day or so ago was that, and it was reported by TMZ, which we know is, you know, TMZ reports it, that it happened. Oh, well, that's that Dak Prescott, <laughs> yeah, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott of the, of the Dallas Cowboys had a party with over 30 people at Dak Prescott's home. And the police were actually contacted and did show up. And it is under investigation right now. And, mm, you mm, know, mm. if you ask me, Jay, you know, it doesn't surprise me mm. personally. Mm. You know, obviously, as an Eagles fan, anything Cowboys related, oh boy. And we, we, we know we oh can boy. jump on that. Well, I mean, you, you can but, talk now because you you got a chip, and oh yeah, and, we do. And, oh yeah, and, we do. And in like recent time, and more recent than the Dallas Cowboys, so you could talk. You could talk now, but you because you know it's is. But I mean, for them to even to do that is it to me again? It, uh, again, it's just. It's just a, 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 a immaturity, but also, um, you know, um, you know, a, a type of mindset when you got money and you feel like, yo, I could do what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, you don't even know if that was even personal from Dak, you know, trying to, you know, um, you know, put um, money, you know, put a, a situation on um, Jerry Jones. You know what I'm saying? To get back at him for not, you know, giving him the contract that he wants or whatever the case may be. So you just never Absolutely. know. You know That's what I'm a good saying? way to look at it. You never know. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. No, you, you don't. You never know. You so know. you know what I mean? So I, I mean it's just, you know, but you know, but if 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 I had a direct line to speak to those two, it's just like, yo, come on, we gotta we gotta we gotta do better. We just gotta do better, you know. Um just 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 not even you just as a, you know, professional athlete, but even you just you know, um, you know, even just you, you know, culturally, you know what I'm saying? And just you being a man and stuff. You got to do better, man. You got to do better. You know what I mean? You do. You have to know what's going on right now. You know, even as a society, and I, I know we keep saying it every show, but I'm going to keep saying it. And I want it to be driven home is that we have to take responsibility for this. I still see too many people out and about having parties, doing things, getting together with people. Now, I know with today being Easter and a happy Easter to you and to our listeners and to happy Passover to our other listeners, to whoever we're celebrating today, you know, and today has been, you know, a difficult day for many people because they could not get together for a major holiday. But with that said, I still saw, 
at least a handful of people posting on social media, having dinners with their families or doing Easter egg hunts with friends. And we cannot be doing that. We have to make a sacrifice right now, the short-term loss for the long-term gain. And that's what it comes down to. But then, you know, you have to ask yourself how many people think like that. There's a lot of people that can only think about what's right in front of them. They can't see the long view. So all they see is another 30 days. And they're like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? Easter's coming. And then you have people, you know, no disrespect. And, we, and we're a sports show. We're not getting into any type of politics or whatever. But you have a, a com, you know, commander in chief, a, a, a wartime president. That stating, you know, hey, listen, you know, we, we should be back up and running by Easter. And then, you know, to kind of, you know, you know, walk back from that a little bit. I don't think just because he walked back from it doesn't mean that everybody else that heard that walked back from it. So you got to keep these different, you know, uh, perspectives in, in mind. You know what I'm saying? Plus, you got to remember that a lot of people, you know, that, that are probably doing these infractions. They're, they're irresponsible. They're irresponsible and they're immature. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, they, they have what I call, officially have nubbed, the, the Rudy Gobert syndrome. <laughs> the Rudy Gobert syndrome. I like that. Yo, but, you know, we will, I mean? <laughs> we will follow up on it. We'll see, how, you know, what what plans out with this Dax Prescott, you know, and Zeke Elliott party, see what happens. But with that said, Jay, we are going to run to a commercial break when we come back, we're going to touch a little bit on the NFL draft. We're okay. going to get into our Sixers player tournament, and we will also be reaching out to uh, Mr. Marcus Bullock, who has a very big basketball and sports background, who will be joining us on Let's Get It. Again, I'm your host, Randy Duckman, with my producer, Jason Bryce, and we will be back right after this commercial break. Lady T's Elegant Creations, where everything is handcrafted with love. We specialize in personal and custom-made baskets, bracelets, candles, and more. So when you're looking for that perfect gift or just need a custom arrangement, don't hesitate to contact Lady T's Elegant Creations, where everything is handcrafted with love. For more information, please call 609-531-1756. All right, welcome back to Let's Get It. You're on tonight with, I'm your host, Randy Dutkin, along with my producer, Jason Bryce. First half of our show, Jay, we were just doing a little bit of a coronavirus update, talking about the NBA and Major League Baseball's plans, if social distancing is lifted, you know, what their plans would be to bring back sports, you know, and we discussed a little bit too um, about, you know, with the Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell debate and a little bit uh, we got into, you know, the Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott news that they had a social party, even though you're supposed to be doing the social distancing. Right. So, right, right. So with that said, you know, we're going to just get into the second part of our show. Um, we actually have now joining us, appreciate you joining us tonight with Coach Marcus Bullock, who is the assistant coach at Holy Cross High School. How are you doing tonight, Marcus? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely, man. So, you know, like I always do with everybody that we've been reaching out to during our Let's Get an episode, I want to get your thoughts and opinion on coronavirus, the impact that it's had on you. And with sports, obviously you, uh, you know, are coaching too with youth and you have your own family that's impacted. So how has that really affected you and where you, where's your head at right now? Right. I mean, this whole situation is crazy. 
Um, so personally for me, I, I'm a teacher. Um, so I'm fortunate enough to still be working, you know, using Zoom calls and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm fortunate in that regard. Um, I do also have a basketball training company that's been shut down. Um, obviously, you know, can't can't play anywhere at all right now. So that's been tough. But on, on the, the bright side, and, and me and my wife have been trying to, to look at it in a positive. We, we've had tons of family time, tons of time to get, um, you know, our game plan together for, for whenever this is listed, what we're going to be able to do and, and what our next step is moving forward to really, uh, you know, get to the places in life where we want to get to. So we're kind of trying to look at it like a pause um, and, and, and kind of just go from there. Absolutely. Now, you said you had a, uh, a basketball training that was currently shut down. What's the name of that? So Baseline Hoops is my, my basketball training company. We do one-on-one training, group training. We have AAU teams, camps, clinics, all that stuff. Um, we're in Vorties. We also, I also do a lot of stuff in Del Rey at Holy Cross. Um, so, yeah, you know, that that's, like I said, that's been put on pause as most of, of everybody else has. But, you know, we're, we're just gearing up for whenever we can get back going. Gotcha. I think that that's the same way um, – you know, a lot of us feel, I know, Jay, that you, you know, feel the same way, but you being, um, you know, also an educator, being involved in the school, Absolutely. you know, you're fortunate enough to continue to be working. Myself, I'm fortunate enough, you know, in my field to continue to be working. So, uh, you know, we all have to say our blessings every day to, you know, not be in some of the situations that many others are right now. Absolutely. 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 Even though, and I, I have to add, even though, listen, I, I like working from home and I've, I've actually always dreamed of working from home, but, you know, um, Sometimes I do miss going into the office, though. I must admit, though. So, you know, say I, I, I hope things. You know, I think, I think you said it right, Coach. Though, like, you know, it's like hitting a pause button, and it's like you're planning, so you're just waiting to just get get back going. Hopefully soon. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, well, with that said, let's go. Let's jump back into the sports debate. One of the things I want to touch on before we get into our Sixers all-time tournament here is I want to just touch on the NFL draft. I know that you know we have. Two Eagles fans on the line here, and myself, Coach, oh, and yeah. then we have our Giants fan here, in, uh, wow. you know, my producer, Jay. Big Blue. So, Big Blue, Big Blue, mm-hmm. Big Blue. So, you know, we all know Joe Burrow is going to be number one overall to the Bengals, and, you know, you know, rest in peace to his career, because when he's going to go out there, we know that it's probably not going to be successful, but we, we wish him the best. <laughs> For sure. So... You know, absolutely. But, you know, for me, you know, I want us to get your opinion, Coach, um, with the Eagles. You know, obviously, you know, one of the biggest things that we're talking about is getting Carson the weapons he needs around him. So I personally think that the Eagles do need to target a wide receiver in this first round. I, I 100% agree with you. I, I personally think they need to target a wide receiver in the first two rounds um, because, you know, with, with – not so much with our, our, our luck. I, I, we're not good at drafting. We haven't been a good drafting team for a while. So hopefully if, if we take the, the, the two top wide receivers we can get at those those slots, you know, hopefully we can hit on one and, and, and have one that can grow. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely agree we need weapons. Um, and then from there on out, we got to get just the best players we can get. And that's, that's my opinion, too. I mean, it's one of the things that, you know, Howie Roseman, you know, he had the 2017 season where he worked magic and everything he yeah, he right. did, you know, fell into place. But other than that, you know, a lot of his draft picks, a lot of his moves have been very questionable. I mean, he's had a solid offseason so far, but I think this draft is make or break. I also wouldn't be opposed to the Sixers trading, or excuse me, the Sixers, the uh, 
Eagles trading up and, you know, getting one of these top receivers that are available. I completely agree with that. I was, that's what that was going to be my point. I think they actually do need to trade up and, and try to get somebody that's a can't miss guy. Um, because when we when we start taking guys, you know, in these teams, and what are we twenty one? I think we are this year. Um, yeah. You know, when we start taking those guys, we don't we don't really make out too well. Um, so you know, when it's a can't miss guy, you know, Carson was pretty much a, a can't miss guy. Um, you know, they went up and got him, and it, and it worked out. Um, Has but, it worked but out when though? They, when they have these. I knew that was coming. Go ahead. I, so, so did I. I. I think I think it's worked out not not from a you know getting a, a Tom Brady or a, or whoever, but you have a, he's a he's a he's a top not top tier a top half of the NFL quarterback in the league. He's a you know one to twelve kind of guy. I think. Um, I, I don't think you know maybe one to fifteen, whatever it is. But I you know I think that's that's. You know, to have that kind of position to have that kind of guy, I think that's solid. I mean, so you have I, to put I, other guys around it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying I disagree. Um, I, I, I don't know. I look at maybe Carson's went like maybe just a little better than like a uh, Kirk Cousins, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he's he he's he's up there. I'm not gonna I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and just be a hater. You know what I'm saying? But my only issue with Carson Wentz is that he doesn't finish. So I'm hearing you guys, you know, talk about receivers. It, you almost seem like you need a quarterback. I mean, you won the Super Bowl with a That's backup That's just ridiculous. Court. That's a ridiculous statement, Jay. I'm, I'm, a ridiculous statement. I mean, you can't I'm, even know. I'm, but you I'm, know, and saying, I'm not, I'm not going to let you sit here. I mean, I'm not going to let you sit here and say something like that because Carson is a franchise quarterback. You love Carson. You have invested. You, you, you I love, do love Carson. Right. And, 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 you know, I must say, once we start filming, you, you actually look a little bit like Carson. Is that correct? <laughs> well, that is not the first the so. first time I've heard that. <laughs> so, but, let, but let's let's transition over. <laughs> let's transition over to your team, though. Let's transition over to your team, Jay. You know, you have your young quarterback in Daniel Jones, who I do like. Danny I Dines. think that he's yes, I do like him. And you know, again, when it, with him, with the Giants, I think you guys have to look into protecting Danny Dimes and loading up on that front line and offensive line. Uh, one of the things, too, though, is I think that they do need to get some more weapons around him. You have Saquon, but they got to get him some more people to throw the ball to. Yeah, I mean, we took, I mean, we, took, I mean, you know, we look, we took a loss with Odell, um, somewhat. I mean, because if you look at Odell, I always felt like he was, and I still say he's a drug test from being out the league. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he he was to Cleveland. He didn't really, I mean, he, he was all right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, so far it hasn't really like came to back to bite us, but we don't necessarily have the receivers that we want. So, um, you know, we just got to, you know, improve little by little, little by little. I, I really feel like we've been on a decline, decline me personally, um, you know, since Tom Coughlin. I mean, you know, I mean, we had this with this McAdoo guy and then he, he we had one good year with him and Eli. But we, I mean, we really haven't really been, you know, what we used to be under Tom Coughlin. So if, you know, we can kind of get the mindset right and get back to being the big blue. Um, I think we'll be all right. You know, what I'm saying I think we'll, we'll I think we'll have enough to maybe hopefully. Um, you know, I have to say the Eagles are, uh, are a step ahead of us. You know what I'm saying? Um, but we'll, we'll be right there. We'll be there. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I think, like I said, they're, they're building. As long as you have Saquon and you have a quarterback, you guys are going to be able to be competitive, mm-hmm. you know, and in the division, you know, outside of the Eagles. And even the Eagles have question marks. But the NFC East is still a pretty open division, if you ask me. I, so, I, I agree. I mean, what, what, I mean, what are your thoughts on Alshon? Just real quick. I don't, I don't mean to, you know, to venture off. But I, I like 
I like Alshon. I thought Alshon was okay for you guys, but he seems to, you know, are you keeping him or is he staying? He's going. What is, what's happening? Coach, you want to put like, your input in? Yeah, yeah, I like Alshon. I think Alshon's a, a tough receiver. I think he um, he comes to play in big games. I, I think he had a, he had a year. The injuries, which has been a problem for him throughout his career, you know, hurt him. Um, I, I just don't – He, I think at this point in his career, he's the guy. I don't think he can be your number one guy. Mm. I don't think you can rely on him um, for everything, meaning he's got to go long, he's got to go across the middle, he's got to catch – he can't be that guy, um, you know, like he was early in his career in Chicago, and even when he first came back during their um, Super Bowl year. I think he's he's a you know a number two guy. I think he needs you know uh, one of these young guys that you draft to be able to to, to be your speed guy. He's still got Ertz, he's got Goddard. I think you know, I I think I think he's a he's a he's a he's a pro. He's mm-hmm. a pro. Like he can play. Right. Um, I you know I I don't I don't like when people you know. Down talk him. I think it's 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 uncalled for. And I think it's disrespectful. I think he's a good player. Absolutely. I mean, I, I feel like he, you know, he was a big key to your success. And that was that twenty seventeen y'all won, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Right. So I think he was. I think I he mean, was. Alshon had over hundred yards and a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think he was. Right. I think you know yep. he he was he was a he was a key to, to your success along with um my uh, my other dude I like um which was the the voice of the locker room. He's going too now, right? Oh, don't get don't get me started on Malcolm being gone because I don't know about you, Coach, but I think that that is going to be such a huge loss for the team and just the leadership. You know, that's the problem with the Eagles organization, and we're getting a little. You know, is that every time we have a leader, it kind of reminds me of the Brian Dawkins situation. They didn't want to pick up the money, and they never found that replacement. I, I agree, and it's funny because. You know, the Eagles are notorious for re-signing guys, um, like giving them one contract too many. Mm. Um, and 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 then, but 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 the guys who they maybe should go a little bit longer with, they let go. Correct. And, and we gave yeah. we gave Jason Peters another contract. Yep. You know, we always do that. Exactly. Always do that. Right. Right. And and you know, a guy like Malcolm Jenkins who you know, was the heart and soul of this team, you know, we're just going to, we're going to let him go for a couple million. And listen, I don't know how the money works. I don't get into all that, you know, but you know, I, I know you have enough money to pay him because you, you do. And, you know, same thing with Dawkins and you're letting these guys go, but you're, you're signing guys that, you know, do we really need it? Like we, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be picking these guys up. And I, I feel like we're, we're, you know, things like that are, are we're paying for tax mistakes. They're mm. paying Jason Peters money last year. Now you can't pay Malcolm Jenkins this year because you got to make that up somewhere. Mm, I got you. Just things like that. I think uh, you know are coming back to, to bite us a little bit. Absolutely. So we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. You know, the draft this year is going to be uh, via you know basically you know tele teleconferencing and Zoom and Skype, and we'll see how that works out. And uh, I'm very interested to see you know if there's any mistakes because I feel like it's almost almost bound for something to go wrong. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, anytime you're doing like the digital realms and stuff like that, you know, it just it it 
you know, it's going to happen. And, and and hopefully, you know what I'm saying, again, you know, just back to y'all point, hopefully you guys do drag well. Hopefully you guys do get what you need. I don't think that you, you know, you guys are winning like another Super Bowl for maybe like another 30 to some 40 years or whatever like that. Like this, this, this happened. I mean, no, no, I mean, I'm listening. The, 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 the carpet was laid out for you guys. I mean, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? The, the carpet was laid it out. It was laid okay. out for you guys. But I mean, but listen, you guys got it. You got it. You got that championship. You know what I mean? You could have a, you know, I mean, because last time y'all, y'all didn't even win. It was your first Super Bowl ever, right? Before y'all won like the championship or something like that. So it's cool. It's cool. Everybody's at the table now. So we can all break bread. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so with, with that said, though, with that said, Coach and Jay, let's transition over to something that, uh, now, Coach, are you a Sixers fan? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. So that's something that we can all agree upon is that we all have, our Sixers fans. No doubt. And we, yeah, so, you know, um, real quick, before we get into this tournament, again, basically what I'm going to do is we're going to run through these brackets. Um, some of them obviously are pretty, you know, pretty given, uh, but we'll get into some debate. Uh, Coach, I want to get your thoughts real quick before we get into this, something that's a hot topic. Brett Brown. What's your thoughts on Brett Brown? <laughs> I think the, the best thing that happened to Brett Brown was this, this stoppage. Um, right. Uh-huh. I think I think Brett Brown is is a good coach, but I don't think he's a good coach for this team. I think you know, and if, if you if you go back in history, there's not too many guys who have brought teams from from a low place and then won the championship. Usually, there's a guy that that brings them back to the playoffs to that third, fourth seed, then they bring another guy in to get over the hump. Um, and I I just don't I don't think. And I'll be perfectly honest with you. This isn't going to be a, a popular thing to say. I was out on the Sixers this year. I, I was not. I'm out. I don't even. I wasn't watching any games because I, I didn't like the way they were playing. I don't think Brett Brown holds holds these guys accountable. No. Um, and I think that's. I think that's what they need. I think Ben Simmons needs somebody to say, "Listen, yeah. man, we don't need you. We don't need you. If you're not going to do this, then sit down." Same with MB. Like we, you know, and and so I think he's a good coach. Don't get me wrong. I think he's. He can. He's an NBA coach. I just don't think he's the coach for this team right now. That's my thoughts too. I, uh, you know, it was going to actually ask you too about you know the big stars in Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, and I couldn't agree more that we're going to need to need somebody who can get in there, get underneath, you know, and tell them, listen, if you're not going to produce, if you're not going to be the player I need or we need, we're going to find a replacement for you, uh, right. you know. So, I think, uh, I think, I think, Jay, I, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I just, I don't, I, you know, I get that point of view and I, and I get that he, yo, he needs to shoot. Okay. So I get it. There's been too many times like he plays into the defense or whatever. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I mean, and coach, I mean, you know, I know you could kind of speak to this. I don't, I don't really know if they really have like that offensive identity, like just as a team. You know what I'm saying? Like they did, they, they, Brett is still coaching as if he still has JJ Reddick. And, I was gonna say the exact same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like so so he hasn't switched up. And I think I think you're right about him having to go. I've actually thought he should go way before he even had success. I just thought he was you know, he he just he, he, you know, he was there to maybe, you know, um weather the storm, a stopgap. That's what he right. is, a stopgap coach. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not elite, not terrible, stopgap. You know what I'm saying? Um yeah. but yeah. you know, but I don't think that he 
has the 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 X and O's maybe to switch up because they played well last year. Last year, you know what? I was I was watching that um that game recently because they've been playing the the the, the shot her from around the world or whatever. Um, they were okay last year. They had a real shot last year, and you know what? They did regress. I get Elton Brand's moves with Horford and stuff, but I don't know if. Brett Brown was able to adjust his coaching. And I, I think that he is absolutely very fortunate. He needs to be celebrating and thanking God every day because coronavirus has allowed him to keep his job at least for 25 games, at least for 25 games. But if they off to a poor start after this coronavirus, he's done. He's gone. Absolutely. I think that too. So, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, I think that we're all in agreement that, you know, Brett Brown has, you know, brought us part of the way, but he's not going to take us to the promised land. Not at all. So, well, now, and again, too, you know, you got to, he's got to have the personnel in place. And that also falls on Elton Brand to put that personnel in place, you know, but that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother show, yeah. uh, you know, as far as the personnel and Elton Brand's moves. So with that said, let's get into our Sixers tournament. And, you know, some of these, we got four different brackets. Like I said, we have our top left bracket is the old Phila, P-H-I-L-A logo bracket. Then below that, in the bottom bracket, you have the old Liberty Bell. The top right is the white basketball with the blue and red 76ers. Mm -hmm. And the bottom right was when the Sixers had the black with the little wave and the basketball underneath. Just to give our listeners an idea of what our brackets are. So, Fellas, the first one, very plain and simple. Number one seed, Will Chamberlain versus Kevin Ollie. Obviously, <laughs> you know, Mr. Will is going to win that one. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, absolutely. Not, it's, it's not to take, I mean, it's, it's unfair to Kevin Ollie. I mean, Kevin Ollie, he was he a decent six or did he, did he get some run? Did he get one? He got burned, right? A little bit? Yeah, he did. He Kevin Ollie was, was yeah. nice. Yeah, he got a little something. Yeah, he came off the bench a bunch. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. was all right. He, he, he was solid. all right. Yeah, he was solid. Yeah, all yeah. right. So, I mean, shout out to Kevin Ali. But, I mean, but no, he can't He can't win versus Will. So, yeah. No, so and that's, that's, that's not fair. That's, that's not, not fair, fair at all. But, yeah. you know, uh, there ain't no UMBC is not coming up here like the, oh, the uh, 16 <laughs> right. over the 1 back in the NCAA <laughs> tournament. I got you. So, got the you. next one is a good one is Eric Snow and Will Be Free. My first, my First opinion is I'm going with Mr. Eric Snow. Mm. I'll, I'll go last. So, I mean, go ahead, I'll Coach. Be, I, so I, I'm going to go. So from everything, I didn't. I didn't see World B Free play. I'm obviously familiar with who he is. Know a little bit about him. I heard that he was overrated because mm. of who he is. Because of who he is now to the Sixers. Because he's out there so much with the Sixers now, people know his name. All that stuff. So I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm. I don't know if my vote should count on this one, but I would go Eric Snow. And Eric Snow was super important to that that Irishman team. True indeed. True indeed. I, I I give it. He he was the general. You know what I'm saying? He definitely yeah. was the general. He was. Um, and he was a quiet leader. He was Very a leader. quiet Absolutely. leader. Absolutely. Yeah. He, he allowed Irishman to be Irishman. Absolutely. Um, however, so- I. I, I don't know. That's a tough one for me. Um, you know, and again, I'm dating myself. So I, I heard you guys say 2003. So I'm I'm just a little older than that. But but um, which definitely impacts your thoughts <laughs> on this particular match. Exactly. So so, sure. so 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 all I'm gonna say is 
Remember, the dude's name is World Be Free, but his birth name is Lloyd. So they gave him a nickname, World, because they thought he was all world. And he used to get busy. Busy. So maybe maybe but, we should go but, with the World Be no, Free no, vote? But, but now this is where we got to kind of get a little um, intricate now. What was he to that team? So... World Be Free was a very individualized player and a very selfish player, but he could get busy. And I mean get busy. But that's part of the reason why they lost versus Portland because they were individual stars, but not a team. So with that being said, I think individual talent, I have to give it to World Be Free. But if I'm talking about individual and the team aspect, I'm going to go with East Snow. So I say Okay, Alexander. all right, so... East Snow moving on there. Thank you for the history lesson there, Jay. <laughs> we appreciate that. <laughs> so you. our next one is uh, Elton Brand and Alec Burks. I mean, Alec Burks oh. was here for like a cup of coffee. Yeah. Sure. yeah you know, so yeah. that's it. You know, we're going to go with Elton Brand. Yeah. You know, which is interesting, though, to touch base on Elton Brand. He was productive when he was here, but I feel like he never really amounted to what we were hoping we were getting when we got him. Yeah, well, I mean, when was he productive? Um, 2012? I mean, because anything else, he was injured, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was another another fixer we got after we should have got him. After we should have got him, right. Absolutely. Yeah, he was another, you know, we got got him too late. Got him too late, yeah. absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You know, and I, and I get it. Like, in 2012, I mean, he played a you know decent part, but not... Because remember, we gave him max money. We gave him the Philly max, right? We gave him the max. So he was, he definitely didn't, he didn't amount to the contract. So, I mean, Alec Burks, I mean, he just got here. So you got to go with Elton Brand. But yeah. 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 So our next one uh, Billy Cunningham versus Fred Carter. That's an interesting one. So, isn't it? I'm going to need another history lesson here, but from what I, from what I know, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure from what I've heard and, and even the, the, you know, a little research I've done, um, Billy Cunningham, Phil Carter's up, Billy Cunningham was pretty tough from what I'm, what I'm, he was, he oh, was. Um, so I, I would go, I would go Billy Cunningham. I would go Billy Cunningham too. Also now Billy Cunningham, I mean, I was looking at on the 67 team, that won the title. He averaged 21 points and 10 assists per game. So those are some crazy numbers. On top of that, too, he then coached the Sixers and had 454 wins as their coach, and including he was the head coach of the 83 title team. Yeah, I mean, Billy Cunningham is definitely, um, I would take him over Fred Carter, but don't sleep on Carter. They, they call him Fred Mad Dog Carter. You know what I'm saying? So he, okay. was, he was a decent player, but he, Unfortunately, he was on that that nine and seventy three team. So he was, you know, he was yeah, like, I think yeah. he was like the star of that team. So, you know, he gets yeah. a knock or whatever. But he was tough though, and he was a coach. Not a, I think he, I think he, I think he was the head coach for a little bit. I think he took over for somebody that got fired, yeah. and yeah. he definitely was yeah. the assistant coach for Jimmy Lynham when in the Barkley, Hersey Hawkins, Johnny Dawkins days. So he was he was a yeah. good coach. He's a he's a quality sixer, but. He's not Billy Cunningham. Like Billy Cunningham, got, I think I think his his jersey's retired, if I'm not mistaken. I think it is. Yeah. So is. yeah. So you can't you can't even compare that. You know what I mean? Okay. So so let's keep this moving down. Our next one is Ben Simmons 
and Henry Bibby in the 215 matchup. Uh, you know, again, Jay, you might have to give us a little uh, history lesson on Henry Bibby, but you know, I think just in what Ben Simmons has done so far, he gets the nod. I think is is Henry Bibby a Hall of Famer? Yeah, see, I don't, I don't know. Is Henry Bibby a Hall of Famer? That's the thing. I don't know. I mean, he was tough though. You know, Bibby, um, Bibby was the point guard in '77 um, for a while. Before Cheeks came, it was Henry Bibby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure if he's a, a Hall of Famer. Or whatever. He was a quality sixer too. I mean. Ben Simmons, you know, yeah, I, I think you have to go with Ben Simmons. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, you, you have to go with him. You know what I mean? Okay, we'll do we'll do, we'll do Ben Simmons, and we'll go take a go back and take a look and see. You know, if he was a Hall of Famer, if it was, it might have uh, might impact a little bit. Yeah. But you know, listen, I mean, as much as that people may hate on Ben Simmons not shooting the ball, yeah, I mean, if he continues with his statistics, he's on his way to the Hall of Fame, too. I think he's more I think so, he's more I think he's more vital than Joel Embiid. I think he's the best player on the Sixers, actually. I would too. I would I absolutely agree. So but like I said, let's um you know that's a again we could we could definitely debate that. I'm in agreement and I think coach I heard you say that you're in agreement that Ben Simmons yeah. is much more valuable to this team than Joel Embiid. Yeah. Yeah. I also think that Ben has a 10- to 12-year career ahead of him, while you'll be lucky to get another three or four solid years out of Joel Embiid. But that's my thoughts right now. I think you're right. I think you're right. Now, now, yeah. now, how many, now, what, now, how many more we got to, like, what, was that just one region or what? I'm just curious. Okay. Well, what we do is we, we have to go through three more, and we'll be finished off with that region. Okay. And then we, uh, we might take a commercial break at that point and come back and attack the other region. Yeah, actually, so, I, I think I think we probably should take a commercial now. So let, let's let's go to commercial real quick, and then we, when we come back, right. we can finish it up. All right. All right, sounds good. So we're going to hit on the commercial break. You're listening to Let's Get It. I'm your host Randy Dutkin, along with producer Jason Bryce, and we have a special guest, Coach Marcus Bullock, of the assistant coach of Holy Cross High School. And we'll be right back after this short commercial break. This presentation has been brought to you by Four Walls Productions, where we specialize in creating and bringing your ideas from concept to reality. For more information on products, pricing, and more, please visit us on the web at fourwallsllc.com or call us at 856-650-6556. All right, welcome back to Let's Get It. Uh, we are entering into our final segment here on the show where we're going to continue our discussion of the Sixers all-time player tournament. We're finishing up here in our first bracket, the fill-up bracket. Again, I'm here with my uh, producer, Jason Bryce, and we also have our special guest, uh, assistant coach of Holy Cross High School, Marcus Bullock. So let's get right back into it, fellas. Our next one is a very interesting debate. We have the 7-10 matchup, and we have Aaron McKee versus TJ McConnell. So mm, that's a good one. This one is a good debate. That's a good one. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this to Jay. Go ahead, Jay. Mm. You, you you let me. You go first. Mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. That that might be the best one we've done so far. That's a it tough is. one. Um, Who, who's the seventh seed? The seventh seed is Aaron McKee, and of course, you know, like TJ, he always get disrespected. He's a ten seed. Okay. 
You know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm a and I love Aaron McKee. I do. I do. Oh man, it's a tough one. Um I, but you know what? I'm gonna go with TJ and I'm just gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna go with TJ and I'm gonna tell you why. Um TJ, I feel like TJ came from like out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Did he go to St. Joe's? He went to St. Joe's or what did he no, go? TJ, well, TJ McConnell, I know he finished up out of Arizona. Yeah. He went to Arizona? Oh, he was out there. Okay, yeah, my bad. Yeah. I, thought, I don't know. I thought he was a Philly guy. But anyway, um, TJ, you know, he, 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 he played himself. He worked hard into a position. But see, the thing is, so did Aaron McKee. But Aaron McKee was a little more, um, you know, um, touted and a little more um, sought after than than TJ McConnell. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not even sure what their draft position was, but I know Aaron McKee was first round because that Temple team, he was tough on that team. You know what I mean? TJ wasn't drafted. He was undrafted. So, oh, so TJ was a walk-on and now he, you know, he yeah. made him, he worked himself. That's what I'm saying. That's why I go with TJ. And and to be honest with you, um, he 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 they when he played the Sixers played gritty they played tough they he played defense he was in he was like the the second coming of of Della Vadova who's another you know good, <laughs> good you know good no good strong guard you know what I'm saying good pesky pesty absolutely guard, you know so Jay you got TJ yeah. in this yeah. coach what's your what's your vote uh, I I like TJ a lot um I, I gotta go Aaron McKee yeah yeah Aaron yeah. um. Aaron, and this is no knock on TJ, but Aaron, uh, I believe he was six man a year. He was. Um, he same kind of system as Eric Snow. He allowed Iverson to be Iverson. He he held he kept Iverson kind of in check though, meaning he didn't mind getting you know pulling him back when he had to pull him back, and he was guarded the other team's best player, um, made big shots. Whereas TJ, first of all, TJ made the team because they were trying to lose. But good point. Then turned himself into a player. Don't get me wrong. Turned right. himself. He's an NBA player. He made himself that way. Got his money. I'm happy for him. But I, I don't think he'll ever be in a role like Aaron McKee was in. No matter where he goes. No, absolutely. Absolutely not. So I personally was going to also go with. Um, TJ McConnell, you know, and in every tournament you got to have an upset. So I am going to go with TJ on this and mm. give him the vote in the ten seven matchup. Mm. Why? 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 Why are so, you going with TJ? I'm just curious. For me, like I said, I just love his grit. I, I agree. Everything Coach said. I know Aaron was, you know, very key in his success and in the Sixers' success. Uh, he did win the Six Man of the Year award. I understand that. I just think that TJ, where he came from to what he became, he gets the nod from me. And like I said, every tournament's got to have an upset, and that's your ten-seven upset. And I will say, I, 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 yeah, I, and I will say that TJ, um, like he's on the rise as opposed to when Aaron left the Sixers, he was on the decline. 
Now I'm not sure if that was an age thing. I'm not sure if that was an age thing or or whatever. But he was like he was done. Like you know, I mean, you didn't hear no more from from him. You know what I'm saying? So he had that short window. So I don't know. But I mean, I could see Aaron McKee. I struggled with that one. But I I have to go with TJ because of he just came out of. I mean, really came from around the park. Like you know, (laughs) he was he was he was he wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you got to go with him. Yep. But all right, so who's next? Let's see. Who's, who's next? Let's go. All right, well, next one is a pretty, is a pretty easy one. And um, we got a 3-14 matchup. You got Hal Greer or Jared Bayless. We don't even need to discuss that. That's yeah. Mr. Hal Greer. Hal Greer, Hands yeah. down. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. Hal, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Did you know, interesting stat about Hal Greer. Hal Greer actually outscored Wilt in points per game in the playoff run. Very interesting statistic about Hal Greer. Oh, really? Wow. So, mm. yes. Okay. Wow. So then we move on from that one. Um, and also, Hal Greer was a 10-time All-Star. Mm. You have Dario Saric or Al Horford. I think I think this is not fair because <laughs> we got such a sour taste on Al Horford in, in our mouth right now. Um, and he hasn't even been here long enough. I'm going Dario Saric. Uh, Coach, what's your thoughts? I'm going Sarge as well, even though I think he was extremely overrated as a sixer. But like you said, Horsford's time here hasn't hasn't been what we all it would be. Um, so I, I'll go Sarge, but I, I I don't see him going far in this tournament in my mind. No, I don't. I don't either. Um, you know. Also, too, the next one is going to be. And we move on to the next round. You're going to have Sarge against Hal Greer. And, you know, he's going to lose to Hal Greer for sure. So we're going to have Hal Greer. That yeah. finishes up that bracket. Well, wait a minute. 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 Because I didn't vote. I didn't vote. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Go ahead, Jay. Right. I thought I we were all in agreement. No, no, no. I wasn't in agreement with Sarge. Um, I actually like Al Harford. I think Harford again, is going to benefit from, unfortunately, this coronavirus. Um, I think that he's going to still remain a sixer. Um, and I thought he was doing okay before. Did he He got hurt, I thought. I thought he missed some time. Before he, he missed, did. right, before he missed the time, I thought, I thought he was balling. I really did. You know what I'm saying? And then when he, you know, he got hurt, you know, injuries definitely put you at a disadvantage, number one. And then when you have a coach who doesn't necessarily know how to use their chess plays, players, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I think that I have to go with the upside with Al Horford as opposed to the homie. You already know what you was getting with him. You know what I'm saying? To me, I don't know. Okay. I, I, for, okay. for me, I, I don't think Horford not playing well was his fault. I put that on Brent Brown um, because, like you said, he's not using him right. He's using him as a stretch four, and that's not who he is. That, right. He hasn't been that his whole No, career. he's not. Right. Um, so you know, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't blame him for him not playing well, but he's not playing well, in my opinion. Right. Okay. Okay. So we, so we, what is our decision on that before we jump into our next bracket? I say Al. I mean, I, I'm going. I'm going. I, I say sorry. Okay. All right. So okay. I, yeah. So we still. So we. So it's. It's already. Y'all. Y'all got. It. Y'all got. So. Okay. All right. So we go. We go jump real down. We're gonna jump into our next bracket. Um, the Liberty Bell region. So our number one is, you know, Mr. Charles Barkley. It was Charles Barkley versus Vernon Maxwell, who had a cup of coffee here in Philadelphia. 
Yeah, so, I mean, you, you got to. That's unfair. That's unfair. You got to yeah. go with Charles Barkley. No, I can't. You know, I can't. Yeah. yeah. So that was Barkley. I love. I love Maxwell with the Houston I did. Rockets. I did. I did. Oh yeah. Well, that's a whole. Yeah. Di- that's a different Vernon Maxwell. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. a much yeah. different Vernon yeah. Maxwell. Yeah. Vernon Maxwell with that with that team with Sam Cassell. And yeah. with Olajuwon, yeah. oh my goodness! Yeah, he wasn't terrible. With, I mean, he wasn't terrible with Philly, but he was definitely wasn't how he was um, um, with Houston. Right. I used to see, I used to see Vernon Maxwell. That's when they uh, had John Lucas as the coach. I used to see him at the Spectrum. I used to come from the college. Um, it was. I mean, he, he wasn't terrible. He was. A, he was a good ball player, but he wasn't. I mean, he's not on Barkley's level at all. So I mean, he's going to lose that regardless. Right. You know right. I mean? No, absolutely. Uh, now moving down is the next one, which personally I think is a hands down. Uh, it's an eight nine matchup. You have Doug Collins, the eight seed, versus Michael Carter Williams, the nine seed. Uh, yeah, it's me. I'm going Dougie Collins. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I was never a Michael Carter Williams fan anyway, but but I think Doug Collins has, you know, I think he he gets that nod. Yeah, Collins. Um, I mean, Collins was just a better player. Um, but you know what? I, I mean, I'm a Syracuse fan, so I like Michael Carter Williams. But I mean, you can't tell me everybody wasn't hype after that first year, though. You know what I'm saying? Like he won the Rookie of the Year, whatever. But it's interesting. I mean, he's done nothing um, ever since then. That was his definitely. That's his only claim to fame. You know what I'm saying? So is he still on the league? Yeah, he's. Yeah, I forget who he played for though. Is it the Bucks? No, no. I want to say he's backing up down in New Orleans. You're right. It is New Orleans. Okay. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. So I mean, you know, I mean, you know, he's he's not doing much. So I mean, you got to go with Doug Collins. The only thing about Doug Collins that you can knock on him, and it's probably why he's an eight seed, is because he had injuries. Like, yeah. Right. So my my pops are telling me like, yo, Doug Collins was no joke. You know what I'm saying? Like him and Doc, they was no joke. But he had injuries, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we go move down there. We'll have Doug Collins. Our next one that we have is the four seed Dolph Shays versus Sergio Rodriguez, who, again, was a guy who had a cup of coffee with the Sixers. Oh, yeah, Sergio. That bum. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that you bum. know, Dolph Shays. <laughs> listen, you talking about a guy, Dolph Shays, who was, you know, an eleven time all star. Yeah. Eleven time all star. Yeah. Yeah. Bomb. Yeah. Um, so the, he, he gets you know, that. so yeah, we're good we, we all know Dolph Jay's right there. Yeah. Um we're gonna move down to the next ooh, interesting one. Interesting one. You got a five twelve matchup. You got the five seed Andre Miller and the twelve seed Derek Coleman. Mm. Personally, I think those seeds should be flipped. But either way, uh Coach, Wait. why don't you give me yeah. your opinion on that? So, so this is this is their, this is them at Sixers, though, correct? Yes, yeah. This is the their contribution yeah, at yeah. Sixers and their performance at Sixers. Yeah, I, I'm going on there, Noah. I, I think, um, and, and it's one of those things. I, I from what I remember, this is a, a, a getting a Garrett Coleman too late. Like he, he was done; it was over for him. And I think, uh, I think Andre Miller had some, some good. I don't know how long he was here, but I remember some. He did some pretty special things, if, if I remember correctly, as a Sixer. I'll go Andre Miller. Okay, Jay, what's your thoughts? Well, I agree with Coach that Andre Miller did some special things. I mean, because you know, 
remember we got him and a lot of people were hurting. I mean, I was hurting too when we traded Iverson. Like he was part of that Iverson trade, you know what I mean? Um, and yeah. then we got Andre Miller, but I liked Yeah, we all we I, all we all had a moment of silence then. We did, but I liked Andre Miller though. That's the thing. Like he 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 was a he he was a guard. He was he he didn't have no foot speed like that, and he didn't have no J right. or whatever. But he got busy, and they they yeah. they didn't make the playoffs, but they were respectable, and they made the playoffs. I think the next year, so they 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 were okay with um with um with Andre Miller. With that being said, um I was a big Derek Coleman fan. See, um, now, Coach, you mentioned that we got him too late, but I'm not sure if you're talking about when he was like 03 with Iverson or earlier with Iverson because he played um, initially, I think, like 96, 97. He was on that team. Um, so, you know, I don't know. He he was okay. Oh, you're right. Okay. Yeah, he was right. okay. I think, right. matter of fact, I think he was there. Right. He was there when it was just him and Stackhouse, I think. Um, I think I'm not sure. I think that 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 we um we made a trade. I'm not sure who it was for though. But but um, I mean, I think I still would go with Andre Miller though. That's a tough one though. Um, because Derek, I, I like Derek Coleman. I did. I did like Derek. DC was all right. You know what I mean? You know they actually, okay. So we're going. We'll, yeah. Go ahead. We'll give the nod because I'll agree with that. I'll I'll give I'll give Andre Miller the nod. And we can, can keep moving along here right. in our first round. Mm-hmm. The next one is a two fifteen matchup: Joel Embiid and Keith Van Horn. Uh, you oh, know, I'm going to tell you that I did like Keith Van Horn. I was always a fan. That's another player again that we got him after his prime of his career, if you want to say whatever the prime of his career was. But um, I'm I was going to go with Joel Embiid over Keith Van Horn. Uh, Coach, what's your thoughts? Yeah, that's a no-brainer. I, I, yeah. yeah, it's no brainer. Yeah, no brainer. Keith Van Horn was tough, though. Okay. Yeah. But and our I, next but one. I, uh, I, I just want to add, though, I don't think we got him late. I think we put him in a position um, like we wanted him to be the second scorer. Yes. Where on right. Jersey, he was like the fourth scorer. You know what I'm saying? Well, so yeah. so that yeah. that's where I think they went wrong. But go ahead. I'm, all right, go ahead. No, that's okay, and I, that's exactly the, the issue, though, with Keith Van Horn is that he was put into a position that he really wasn't suited for, that we Absolutely. wanted him to be that second-leading scorer, and he just wasn't able to be. Right. So the next one, um, this interesting seeding here, you have the seven-seed Ish Smith, um, who I don't know if Ish Smith knew the guy who created this bracket, but that's a pretty high seeding, if you ask me, and the ten-seed Jerry Stackhouse. Mm, uh, that's a good matchup. I'm going to go Mr. Stackhouse um, with the 10 seed. You know, th- to me, Jerry was fun. And Jerry Jerry was, you know, was able to perform here. He scored here. He was a, he was a, he produced buckets. And to me, I mean, I have a much more fond memory of Jerry Stackhouse at times here than Ish Smith. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I'm going Jerry Stackhouse. I, Ish Smith was another, another product of the process who, you know, wasn't supposed to do a whole lot. Um, Stackhouse could play. Stackhouse is tough. Um, I'm going, yeah, definitely Stackhouse. Okay. And Jay? I don't know. I mean, I, I got to go with Jerry Stackhouse because – I like this Smith though. They played better with Ish Smith. You know, he gave he gave us hope during that process that at least they could play some decent ball, right? 
a little bit, right? And he's still in the league, still balling. You know what I'm saying? Um, Jerry, um, you know, I saw, it's funny, I saw Jerry's first game, his first game um, he played um, in the NBA, the Spectrum. Um, and, and, you know, I never liked, I never liked Jerry uh, only because I was more Iverson. And, you know, he, you know, he beat I, I, Iverson up. You know, I don't know if y'all know that. But um, he beat him up in practice. Um, oh no, I didn't know that story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that. Either. Oh yeah, Google that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and his quote was, um, he, "It was you had one guy who didn't really want to fight, and another guy who didn't know how to fight." <laughs> so, so he, oh wow, yeah, yeah, he bruised him up. You know what I'm saying? This was in like the, I think obviously his rookie year, his rookie year, he bruised. That's why they got rid of him. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't really get along. Um, so. He, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really like Stackhouse like that. You know what I'm saying? But you know, you know, he, I mean, he's he's definitely more talented than Ish Smith. So I, I got to go with Stackhouse. So we, you know, we move on. All right. Okay. All right, so we're going to move on. We're going to have um, Andre Iguodala and Jaleel Okafor. Oh, I don't even like to say Jaleel Okafor's name. That to me personally, I just yeah, oh, yeah, he just, oh man, yeah, he makes me sick. Bum. He makes me sick. Bum. So I mean, I'm I, listen, Andre Iguodala all the way, yeah, all absolutely. the way. Andre Iguodala, you know, personally, Andre, man, when, when once he retires, Sixers need to have a Andre Iguodala night because he was a performer when he was here. Yeah, I, I don't think he gets enough credit for, for what he did. As exactly, exactly. Um, and I, and I, I think it's a similar thing. Like, they put him in a situation that he wasn't really suited for to be the number one guy. That's not who he is. Right. Um, but he's still, even, even then, he delivered, you know, way more than, than than what I think he was brought into league to do. So, right. you know, he he was, he, he did a great job. In this yeah, absolutely. I, I go so with Iguodala. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we got Iggy, and to wrap up that bracket, we have number six seed Bobby Jones versus the eleven seed Markel Fultz. And that's another one <laughs> that, you know, Bobby Jones is uh, an all-time sixer who has his jersey yeah. retired in the rafters. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah. one thing about Bobby Jones, and I was reading about it earlier today, I think he was the seven-time all-defensive team. And one of the things that, um, you know, is big about him was just his role on the team was just huge. Just huge. Oh, absolutely, so, absolutely, and 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 a lot of people don't know he used to get busy even before then in the ABA with the Denver Nuggets. Like yo, so like Bobby Jones is 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 that dude. He's he was tough. He was tough. Yes, he was. Now again, you know Markel Fultz. Yeah, you know, we can all talk about Markel Fultz to talk about you know the, the missed opportunity there. But that again, we'll get into that in a, in another episode. Uh, let's let's shoot over to the other side of the brackets. We have two more brackets to complete in the first round matchup. Again, you're listening to Let's Get It. And we are doing the Sixers All-Time Bracket Tournament. I'm with my producer, Jason Bryce, along with our special guest, Coach Marcus Bullock, uh, who is the assistant head coach at Holy Cross High School. So again, in this bracket, fellas, we have Dr. J as the number one seed against number 16, Kenny Thomas, which we don't even need to, uh, to get into that. I'm sorry, Kurt Thomas, not Kenny Thomas. No, so, we ain't had yeah. no Kurt Thomas. We ain't had no Kurt Thomas. It had to be Kenny Thomas. Didn't we have Kurt Thomas for a little bit? No, we had no. Kurt Thomas for a little bit, Jay. No. No, I put I think I put I think I might put money on that. <laughs> I'm saying. Well we'll have, we'll have to do 
<laughs> I know we I know we had Kenny Thomas number nine because I used to like him. He he was from I think. Was, uh, yeah, I remember that. Now, right. now, we also I had Kurt Thomas. We also had Kurt Thomas number forty. Go look at that up too. I think so too. I so, think you're right. I think we did that. <laughs> yeah. So let's do it. After that, yeah. Ahead, yeah after that, um, we have. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one, fellas. Number eight seed Thad Young versus the nine seed Dikembe Mutombo. Mm. Mm. Oh, mm. yeah, I know that's a tough mm. one, fellas. Mm. That is a good one. That's a very good one. Okay, uh. so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this to you, Coach. Let you get the first vote here. Um, mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Thad Young. Yeah, me too. I, I think. Um, ooh, that's tough, though. Mm-hmm. I know that's that's, that's that's almost one of those ones that's a coin flip. Yeah, I'm gonna go Thad Young. I think. Um, He's another guy I think that did a lot when he was here that we didn't recognize mm-hmm. because we weren't as good as we wanted to be. Um, and I think Matumbo gets a lot of credit for when he came in. But they were, they were like, the old Atlas was doing his thing before Matumbo got here. He sure was. And kind of, I was a huge Atlas fan. In, in the same role. But anyway, but, but I think I think Daddy Chung, I think he's underrated. I'm going to go Daddy Chung. I think he did a lot for us. But we weren't. We 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 didn't we didn't think of it because we weren't winning the way we wanted to win. I'm gonna go Thad Young. You can go Thad Young. What? And I think you made a very good point there, Coach. Was you know we were looking at Thad Young to be more than what he is because when he left here and he you know even now he's still I think with Indiana in like right. that that perfect role for him where he's able to be a defensive stopper. He's able to put some buckets up when you need it. That's the perfect role for him. We, again, put too right. much pressure, almost like we discussed earlier when we had, you know, Keith Van Horn as that two-scorer when that's not his role. Yeah. Uh, Jay, think, what's your vote I, here? I, I'm going with Thaddeus Young. I, I think we lost Thaddeus Young to free agency. I don't think, you know what I'm saying? Like, I thought I thought he was a very productive player in his time. Um, you know, um, at one point, um, you know, I thought he was like the best, uh, the best sixer, to be honest with you. Um, for a couple of years, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he just had, to me, I felt like, you know, he was a lefty. He could he could shoot that three occasionally. He could drive. I think at one point he was averaging like 17 a game. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he, he was tough. You know what I'm saying? He was tough. Um, so I have to go with him. Um, I got to go with him. You know what I mean? That is your okay. best nod. So, like I said, too, I think that that, that debate right there is a, is a coin toss. Uh, I will also give the, the nod to Thad Young. Uh, you know, I think that obviously Dikembe had a huge role here. Without him, I don't think we get to, you know, the finals that year. But, you know, right. I will definitely give that nod to Thad Young. I'm not even uh, sure about that. Role, I, I'm not even sure. I mean, just real quick, I'm not even sure about that ideology, to be honest with you. Because Dikembe came at the All-Star break. And, you know, he really, Dikembe's only claim to fame with Philly was that half a season. Like, the next season, he was like, he was garbage. Right. We got to get rid of him. As a matter of fact, we yep. traded we traded him for Todd McCullough. You know what I'm saying? So we had to, we, we had well, to get rid of him. There's a good history lesson. You know if you saying? get traded for Todd McCullough, then right. you know you're not doing much. Right. You, we had to get rid of him, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, like, you know, so, you I mean, really his his highlight was that half, half a season where he got us there, but he got owned by O'Neal. Well, most people did. So it's all good. That's going to say. Most yeah, people most got people owned did. by Shaq. Yeah, that's for good. sure. Yeah. But go ahead, though. So. All right, so the next one is, uh, again, to me, I think is a pretty, it's going to go back to what we were talking about before. you got a four seed, Drew Holiday, in the 13 seed, 
Glenn Big Dog Robinson. Now, I'm going to take this one first. If you look at Jeru Holiday, I think that, you know, Jeru was a great player. I think that, you know, Jeru still has been a very productive player in the league, even since, you know, since we got rid of him. You know, and then you look at a guy like Glenn Big Dog Robinson, another guy who we got him at too late in his career and overpaid for. So my vote in that situation is going to be for Jeru Holiday. Uh, Jay, why don't you take your vote here? I'm going with Drew Holiday. I, I never liked uh, Big Dog. Um, you know, we bust him and we bust his behind in 01. Um, you know, and then Big Dog, yo, he he said it. He said, yo, listen, they ain't bring me here for defense. They brought me here for offense. He played, <laughs> yeah, he he played yes, no he <laughs> defense. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was garbage. Like, I mean, he, he was here for what, one year or two years? It was like one year, right? So yeah, I would say years. it was one year. That was it. I like, think he was, it was one. Yep. Yeah, he was garbage. He had to go, bro. He had to go. So he was like, yo, they ain't bringing Absolutely. me Absolutely. So Drew Holiday, yeah. So, Coach, Coach, you in agreement for Drew? Absolutely. Drew, Drew was a tough player. And, and I think if, 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 if the Sixers were going in a different direction, he'd still be here today. I think, you know, he was just a benefit. He got out. You know, they got they, – I think they did right by him. Right? Yeah, Getting you're right. in a better situation. You're right. Absolutely. So our next one is the five seed Lou Williams. Oh, but I love to have Lou on this team, mm-hmm. and the twelve seed Chris Webber. So Jay, why don't you take your vote first here? I mean, I'm going with Lou Williams. Um, you know, C. Webb was done. You know, he was he was done. He was done when he got here. You know what I mean? Um, and I went to that game too when his first game here when he played. You know what I'm saying? He got there when he first got the trade with him and, and Mark Blount um, from Sacramento. Um, I had, I got to go with, um, you know what I mean? Um, I got to go with, um, Lou Williams. I mean, I like Lou Williams. I always did. I, I mean, you know what? And when he first came, you know, he was young, so he was still kind of raw or whatever. But when I was just watching the game today, when he hit that shot, um, you know, in my, you know, um, to, you know, kind of, um, avoid us from getting swept in 2011, but Sweet Lou. I mean, I, yo, his game. I love this game. He was tough. He was tough. Absolutely. Yeah. So I got to go with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I'm I'm in agreement with that too, Coach. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just I just kind of imagine, man. I mean, I don't think any of us could have kind of envisioned where his career has gone now into potentially. I actually read an argument the other day where Lou Williams potentially could be a Hall of Famer because of his three-time six-man of the year award. So right. we shall see. We shall see. Uh, our next one is Andrew Tony and Boban. <laughs> Again, yeah, Andrew Tony, hands down, the 215 yeah, seed. Yeah, please. Hands down. Yeah. So let's just jump right over to our number 10 7 matchup, which is a very interesting matchup. The 7 seed is Tobias Harris, and the 10 seed is Robert Covington. Mm, so, you know, mm, that's, that's a good one. That's a, it is a good one. Mm. It is. So I'm going to jump and take this first. Mm-hmm. So I know I was, you know, earlier in, in the tournament gave the, the 10-7 with TJ over Aaron McKee. And I think right here with Tobias and Robert Covington, you know, with uh, Robert Covington, we know what he gave us. Um, Tobias, we're still depend, you know, determine what he gives us and how his contract plays out. Um, but even with potential, I'm going to go Robert Covington because I don't foresee Tobias even playing out that contract as a six-year honor. Mm, that's interesting. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going Covington. Um, I, I think he, just like you guys said with TJ, he kind of came out of nowhere and made himself a, a legit NBA player. Um, even to the point where, where people wanted him, you know, we were happy to get rid of him, but then it was like we wanted him back, you know, on this trade deadline, everybody wanted him back. Um, and to buy, I, I'm... I, I was very upset when we gave him that max. I think we had to give it to him. Um, he's just—I don't—he's not built to be a guy, like a, not a scorer. He's built to be like last year was great for him. Even though he—I mean, I think he missed some big shots in that in Game Seven. Or, sure yes, did. he did. Big sure shot. Did. Big shot. And it was just like you're not built for this, and, and you know. Uh, so I'm, I'm going Robert Cup. All right. So we're. We all in agreement with Robert Covington? I am not sure yet. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's some different factors. And, I, and if you give me one second, let's just go to commercial real quick. And then we can finish right, up or whatever. Good. And then I'll give you my 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 little statement on, on why I'm not sure about Robert Covington. Okay? All right. Sounds good. So we're going to head back to commercial break. You listen to Let's Get It. When we come back, we're going to wrap this up. Get Jay's view on this take. And again, we will finish up our show. This is Let's Get It with our host, Randy Duckin, my producer, Jason Bryce. We'll be right back on after this. Are you tired of using perm after perm and being left with damaged hair? Do you find yourself buying chemical after chemical to get the look you desire? If this is you, we have a solution. Lady Caramel's Organic Hair Moisturizer. A collection of natural ingredients designed to enhance and make your hair extra special just the way you want. For more information, call Lady Caramel at 856-575-7621. All right, welcome back to Let's Get It. We've had a great show for you tonight. We're getting into wrapping up. We are discussing the Sixers all-time tournament. We're about to wrap up the first round brackets right here now. I'm along with my producer, Jason Bryce. And again, we've had for a majority of our show here, uh, Coach Marcus Bullock of the assistant coach of the Holy Cross High School team. Again, fellas, we've had some great debate, you know, with this tournament and, you know, some of the, the, the debates and some of the reasoning of why we're picking different players, you know, whether we're talking about what they have now or future potential. So when we went to commercial break, Jay, there was a debate between Mr. Robert Covington and Tobias Harris. So with that said, Jay, have you decided which direction you're going in? I think that I'm going to go with Tobias. I mean, you know, I think you guys both went with Covington. But I'm going to go with Tobias. Um, You know, a lot of it, you know, I mean, there's there's objectivity in this. Um, There's subjectivity in this as well. He's a Long Island dude. I'm a Long Island dude. Oh, okay, okay. So there's some loyalty there, some home cooking. Um, But, I mean, really, you know, your complaint about Tobias was the same complaint you have about Covington, right? So... Um, you know, so now you talk about like who's really better than one. You know what I'm saying? I have to go with Tobias. I think Tobias has a little more talent than Covington. Um, Covington used to frustrate me because he would not make a three, but then he would get hot and then make a three. But it was always at the wrong time to me. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I think one of the frustrating, one of the most frustrating parts and about 
you know, Tobias and Robert Covington, as you make a good point, they are very similar players. It's just right now what's fresh in our mind is we gave him a max deal and we're wondering if we made a mistake with that. Well, he wasn't but we'll worth see the how max. that plays yeah. out. He wasn't worth the max. You know what I mean? No, but we'll see how we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out. Our next matchup is a three fourteen matchup. You have uh Chet Walker, who's an old time player, and you have uh, fourteen Hollis Thompson. So Chet Walker, seven time all star, Hall of Famer, hands down. One of the interesting things that I read about, and Jay, you could probably attest to that being our historian here on the Sixers. I ain't that old, is bro. That, ain't that old. <laughs> I'm just saying, you all we got right now. I'm just You're saying, our historian. Yeah, I ain't that old. <laughs> so, but he he actually when they brought it when they brought him older over here, Jeff Walker, he was key in the attitude that the Sixers were able to have in facing the Celtics, and he actually quoted as saying, "I murdered Bill Russell." Oh, okay. Wow. So he was. Yeah, so he was a little gangster. Yeah. He was a gangster. He was a gangster. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But gangster. that's an interesting. It was an interesting piece to it. So and um, you know he was just Mister Consistency. They used to call him eighteen points per game in a regular season and in the playoffs. So Mister Chet Walker is going to win that one. Our that's, next one is I liked Hollis uh, Thompson. Number, I, I did. I did like Hollis Thompson. I liked his game a little bit. I thought I thought he was. Uh, I did. Was was he was he he was a, th- a three like a three and D right? He was like a, uh, a small forward. But he never made a three. Yeah, he made yes, some three. Thank you, coach. <laughs> no, no. He you know what? I think threes. he was just lost in he was lost in the sauce, Howard Thompson, because it was like he was you know sometimes he would try to post guys up be a big man and then he would hang out on the wing. He never knew what his game was. Man, yeah, he was. I liked his game too. I agree. He was just frustrated because I, that's Russell, 3 and D. Standing in that corner, knock down a 3 play defense. But then he was dribbling the ball and trying to post up. No, like Yeah, yeah, I got and you. And then that go, a, lot of that goes back, a lot of that goes back to coaching. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, no, you said, Alice Thompson has it. But, again, you can't you can't take him over oh, Chet Walker, Walker, who was right. one of, very key. Of course. Absolutely. And, and especially if he says he's going to murder Bill Russell. I mean, my goodness. So oh, yeah. You, you got to go with, you gotta <laughs> I mean, go you know, with that, was... right? So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, good luck. Anybody who's going to step up to Bill. Yeah, you got to go but, yeah, uh, with that, though. <laughs> absolutely. So the next one, we got the 60 J.J. Reddick and the 11 C Clarence Weatherspoon. Oh, boy. If you're a Sixers mm. fan, mm. if you're a Sixers fan, how could you not be a fan of Spoon? Um, you know what? I'm going to take this one, and I, I mean, I'm going Clarence. I'm going Clarence. I mean, when I think of Sixers, Clarence is one of those guys I think of. Um, you know, I think that he was just a grinder. He was there. He was, you know, he kind of epitomized what Philly is about with that grit. So I'm going to go with Clarence. Uh, Coach, you want to put your opinion on here? That's a tough one. Like, like you said, um, Clarence, Clarence Weatherspoon. He was he was a, he's a sixer. Like when you think of sixers, you think of him. He's one of those guys that comes to mind, and and that's not the case with JJ. Um, I think JJ was a better player, but I think Clarence Weatherspoon's a better sixer. Well, he's a sixer. I'll, I'll go with Spoon. I'll go with, and I like JJ a lot. I'll go with Spoon. I right, so. 
I'm, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm kind of pondering and thinking like, yo, what's wrong with them? Like, yo, Spoon was a bum. <laughs> he was a bum, yo. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. He, he okay. was a bum. We got so a hot like, take. We got a hot take. No, he was a bum, yo. He, cause, you know, and, and maybe it was not fair. Because he was touted to be the next Charles Barkley. We got him exactly, in the draft. Exactly. We got him in the exactly. draft after the Barkley trade. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, yo, I mean, he, I thought he was a bum. You know what I'm saying? For real, for real. I mean, I actually stopped watching him. So y'all might have more knowledge on Spoon. But what what did Spoon, what the hell did Spoon do? They didn't make the playoffs no years. JJ came in. He played two years and his his effect of leaving, you know, they always measure people on the influence you left them. You know what I'm saying? That's what we all as men are striving. You know what? Hey, I may not be able to stay here forever, but what influence have I left on you? JJ's influence is still being missed and is going to be missed. I don't but, miss but is that because is that because JJ's gone or is that because we don't have a coach that can't adjust? I think it's part both. I mean, he was a marksman. He was a marksman. You I know agree. what I'm saying? Agree. Spoon might grab a rebound and fumble at the at the at the at the at the rim. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, I mean, he was all right. He uh, was okay. I, I think I think JJ and I like JJ. Don't get me wrong. I was pissing you up. I think he was a product of his environment. Okay. He was he was the he was the only guy on the team that wanted to shoot the ball. Okay, I mean, I give everything you that. was run. Everything was everything was run through him. Right. Okay. He got paid, oh, way overpaid to be here. Sure. I give you that. I mean, I, I give you that. I just, I just think that you know what. I mean, I, I guess we're talking about Spoon. Um, you know, JJ. You know, you know, he was tough in Orlando, but he definitely was tough in Philly for the two years. Spoon. I think his career with Miami might have been better than his career with Philly. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I got to go with JJ though. I I, I can't pick Spoon. Spoon's okay. garbage. He's a bum. All right, but you know what? I will. I will. Get, I'll, I'll <laughs> give. I'll, I mean, I'll give that. I'll. I'll go with our producers, but we'll give that win to yeah, JJ Reddick. Please come on. So please. come on. He's old. Uh, let's 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 move down to our last bracket of the night, and we'll wrap this up. We're gonna run through this bracket pretty quick here as we gotta wrap up our show here on Let's Get It. Uh, so number one seed, the answer, Allen Iverson. Yeah. Hands down. Absolutely. So, Versus who, hands though? down. Versus hands who? Down. Versus who? I'm just curious. Versus the 16 was Darrell Wright. Oh, another bum. Yeah, but we got I'll be him. honest with you. I have to question uh, who put some of the seedings here, but that is, uh, that's is—that's a whole other story. Yeah. So we're going to move down, and our next one is another good matchup. Number eight, Georgia Lynch versus the number nine, Hershey Hawkins. Woo! Ooh. Now that's a good one. That's a great That's one. a great matchup. That's a great matchup. That's a great matchup. matchup. Yep. Oh. I think what ooh, I think I don't know. Personally, I think that's another one that is almost like the uh the coin flip, you know, um, personally. So if you look at it, obviously I grew up watching Hershey Hawkins play. George Lynch was a key piece of that team that went to the finals. Um, a little bit underrated, if you ask me, in his importance. Mm-hmm. Um, George Lynch, you know, his defense was so key. Uh, my vote in that 8-9 matchup, I think I'm going to give it to George Lynch over Hersey Hawkins. Mm. Mm. But I may be wrong on this. So, Coach, what's your thoughts? 
I, I, I think my my most grown with Hersey Hawkins. Uh, okay. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Coach. I'm sorry. I, go ahead. Hershey. I mean, George Munchkin. Like you said, he was he was an important part piece of that team. Um, Hershey, I, and I maybe because that's what kind of like when I really got into basketball, he was he was the guy. So I don't know if that that probably plays a, a, a part in it. But I, I can just remember coming up, watching him play, watching him come down the wing. Mm-hmm. Hershey's tough. I like Hershey Hawkins. Hmm. I I got to go with Hershey Hawkins. I mean, George Lynch was tough. He was a North Carolina guy, and I was never I never was a Tar Heel fan. But um, you know, what I'm saying when he came to Philly, you know, he definitely brought that instant toughness. He could ball. Um, but I got to go with Hershey, the Hawk. I got to go with them. You know, what I'm saying. I mean, first okay. of all, he was part of the, you know, and this is why he was part of the the second, probably the second best backcourt in Philly guard history, maybe. I mean, you know, that's debatable. But him and Dawkins, that was tough. Um, Hersey used to get busy. He could shoot the three. He can go on the drive. And he was like, and he, he led the nation in scoring at Bradley. I mean, he was he was averaging over 30. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, Hersey, nah. Hersey was that dude. I mean, that's a good, that's a tough matchup because Lynch was a good player, toughness. Um, I do think they get Maybe one more victory um, in the finals, maybe maybe two, if he plays. You know what I'm saying? Um, versus Shaq and them, I I you know he was that type of tough dude. You know what I'm saying? And they lost they lost that when when he didn't play. So um, yes. I got to go with Hershey though. I got to go with Hershey Hawkins. All right, so Hershey Hawkins gets the nod there. Yeah, we're gonna jump down. Uh, then we have our four seed Jimmy Butler. Versus the 13 seed New Orleans Noel. There's another one, fellas. New yeah. Orleans Noel. Um, Jimmy hands down in that in that matchup. Jimmy hands down. Even though he was only here for a short time, his impact was much better than than Noel. For sure. Yeah. If he was playing somebody a little bit tougher, he might have might have been in trouble. But right. Yeah. I mean that was a fairly good matchup for him. The next one we have um, is this five twelve seed the five Daryl Dawkins. Against the 12 seed Furkan Korkmaz, I mean that's another hands down no brainer in Daryl Dawkins. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean hands down. Yeah, Korkmaz is Korkmaz is is you know sometimes I like him like on Christmas Day I liked him, but then like two days later I couldn't stand him. You know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you know when he's playing. You know, I'm like, okay, yeah, he, he, you know, he could be like JJ Junior. You know what I'm saying? But then sometimes he's more like Robert Covington Junior. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But yeah, you got to go with um, Chocolate Thunder on that one. And and, oh, and, don't, yeah. and don't get oh, me wrong, yeah. like he wasn't Chocolate Thunder. You know, he, he, you know, you know, and that's interesting. You know, I, I'm not sure. I think he's a Hall of Fame. I think. Um, he is. He is. He is a Hall of Famer. Okay. Is he? I mean, you know, was I'm trying to think. I, I mean, I didn't grow up in that era, but was he? I mean, he broke backboards, like you know what I'm saying. So he was that type of dude, like that. But I'm wondering what if his theatrics got him that Hall of Fame right. more than his yeah. skill. You know what I'm saying? More than his play. Yeah. More than his I mean, play. You know, absolutely. Because I mean, he has. You know, one of the things you remember most is him breaking the backboards. And, you know, doing it multiple times, which right. is, 
you know, it's like you said, so it might have been like the legend of Chocolate Thunder. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and rest in peace, Daryl Dawkins, too. But I mean, but I, I don't know. I'm just being objective. You know what I mean? Like, because we had to trade him in order for us to go forward. We had to get rid of him. Him and that mm. Caldwell Jones to get Moses Malone. Because we, we wasn't winning nothing with Daryl Dawkins. It's unfortunate, but we didn't win nothing with him. So No, no. Yeah. But it's interesting that you did mention Moses because he is our next guy up in the next matchup. He's the two seed, Moses Malone, mm -hmm. versus the 15, Jeremiah Grant. Which, again, that's just that's not even a fair matchup. You're talking about Jeremy Grant. Yeah, Jeremy Grant. Oh, okay, Jeremy Grant. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not, that's, not, that's not even, um, even though I like Grant a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I liked him. I liked his defense and, you know, and, and his offensive game came around too, but it's got, you got to go with Moses though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's shooting threes now. Yeah, he's shooting, that's what I'm saying. He's shooting three easy, you know. <laughs> he's doing better, you know what I mean? He's doing what we need to do. Yeah. So, let's go down because we got three more match, four more matchups to do here. Three more, excuse me. We got a great 7-10 matchup here once again. Probably it's been overall the best matchup arguments we've had the whole night. You got the number seven seed, Theo Ratliff, whose name was mentioned earlier, and the 10 seed, Kyle Corver. Mm, that's a good one. Uh, that is a good one. It's a very good one. Mm. I... I don't know. Personally, for me, I, I, I would give the nod to... Oh, it's tough. But I'm going to give the nod to Theo. Personally. Mm. I just think that, like you were, we had mentioned before, that Theo's, you know, he was just, he was dominating his own way when he was here, even though it was a short time. I mean, Kyle Korver, yeah, you know, he, he had his time, but I, I kind of just like the impact that Theo had more in his role than what Kyle had for this team. Uh, Coach, what's your thoughts? I, I agree with that. I mean, I think, uh, it's a tough one. That's a tough I, one. I, I think, I think it's just you know Kyle was here real early in his career, wasn't established, and we didn't you know we didn't really know how to use him. I, I think I'm I, and, and Theo, I, I really when when they traded him, and I know it, it led to them you know moving on and all that, but you know I, I loved him with that team. I, I thought he was such a big impact and. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to Theo, even though I, I, I it's tough because Kyle is really early in his career and, and he wasn't the established player he grew to be. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have to agree. I, I think that's why I'm going with Theo because um, Theo, Theo, you know, he pretty much was, you know, a nobody when we got him from Detroit, I believe, right? Um, and I think yeah. that was in the Jerry Stackhouse trade, if I'm not mistaken. You know, um, yep. we got him. Yep. Um, so, you know, Kyle, um, you know, Kyle, you know, he, he was good here. He was definitely good here. You know what I mean? And we, we celebrated when we got it because we finally had a shooter. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, again, I think he really established himself when he went to Utah. You know what I'm saying? Not here. Um, right. Theo established yep. himself here. And when he left here. He actually went on to decline because he he was never um, what he was when he was here. You know what I'm saying? So I gotta go with Theo. Theo was tough, and he and he, and he was, he was very, he, and he was undersized too, right? He wasn't like a seven foot. Yeah, no, no. I think I think yeah. Theo was maybe only like six nine, six, six nine, ten. six ten. But he could jump. You know, uh, he could jump yeah. though. You know what I'm saying? He good. He was he was he was very tough. 
So we are going to give that nod to, to Theo. Yeah, I get it. And we got our last two of the night. Last two of the night. All right. We got the three seed Mo Cheeks and the 14 seed Evan Turner. Once again, you know, it's very hard to compare those two. Mo Cheeks, all time sixer, hands down. I'm yeah. going Mo Cheeks. Mo Cheeks. Yeah, Man, yeah. yeah Mo Cheeks. Yeah. Mo Cheeks. Mo Cheeks. I will, I will give Evan Turner his credit. You know, he had a nice little. You know, moment there, but when? you know he when? never panned out either. <laughs> Wait, when was that moment though? <laughs> he had right. a couple moments. He had a couple moments. He was a bum, and and uh, may, and maybe and maybe because who did we we passed on somebody instead? Oh, who I, was I have it? to look back. Let's well, let's look back at it real quick. Okay, who this we the market? Demarcus Cousins. That's it right there. Oh, yo, we passed on him. Right. We passed on on DeMarcus for Evan Turner. And I said, yo, that was crazy. That was crazy. I knew we passed on it. And he didn't really turn out. Evan Turner, I mean, he, you know, Evan Turner, he's he's become a solid veteran. You know what I'm saying? But nah. 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 He didn't didn't do He did nothing here. Yeah, rotation guy. Exactly. That's the perfect label for him. He did nothing here. Nothing. No, no. He definitely, he definitely did not. Yeah. So we have our last one of the night. Last one of the night. It is the six seed George McGinnis and the eleven seed Ilya Silva. That's a good one too, though. I, it I, is. I don't know. I don't know much about George McGinnis. Um, I know Ilya Silva had a had a nice impact here. He had a. I, I think he uh, he came at the right time. Had a couple big shots at the right time. And I feel like he's a he's a folklore legend in the in the sport pictures. Mm. Mm. That's a good way to put it, Coach. A folklore legend. Mm. Um, you know, I, again, you know, because people like when we got when we left all, we should have kept Ilya Sova. We should have kept him around. He was gritty. He was tough. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I think I give the nod to George McGinnis. I think he just did more for the team. I think he had a longer run here, obviously, and I don't think you can rightfully vote for you know Ilya Sova. But Jay, what's your thoughts? As 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 strange as it's gonna be, I'm I'm gonna go with Elias Sova, and I'm gonna tell you why. Um, McGinnis will always go down in history as the selfish bum that took the shot instead of Julius with I think it was seven seconds or whatever when they lost in '77. So he was a very selfish player. He he used to get busy, but. He will forever go down. I mean, all you got to do is YouTube it. Like, yo, why did they give George McGinnis the ball? He was the one. He actually cost us a title. You know what I'm saying? So people, they will, I don't think, I don't think Philly will ever forgive him for that. You know what I'm saying? And he was gone, I think the next year or the year after that or whatever. So he was gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm. nah, I got to go with Elias Sova because I didn't, the fact that he, you know, and then Doc even talks about like, yo, he was like, yo, how you write that? How you draw this play up? Like for... (laughs) For him, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they couldn't they couldn't mesh. So it was like that Shaq and Kobe type of thing, supposedly, and they had to get rid of him. Yeah. But yeah, I, I still go with Elias Sova because I, I thought he had like a nice impact. He was steady and he's missed. You know what I'm saying? To be honest. I think he's still missed. I, I didn't I don't miss well, you know, even even when they got rid of George McGinnis, I didn't miss him. Well I didn't well, I didn't I didn't I didn't even watch him play, to be honest with you. But from, you know what I'm saying, but you know, just listening to some of the things and going back in history, like now nah, he missed he, he drew up a play and he missed that shot, bro. 
I mean, right and point blank too. I think you know what I'm saying. Like, yo, we lost to Bill Walton in them. You know what I'm saying? So, nah. Uh-uh. Well, in that case, I will absolutely give Ilya Silva the nod on the fact that you know he cost the Sixers a, a championship. So, I will absolutely give him the nod. We'll give it to Ilya Silva over George McGinnis because I didn't know that little tidbit about him being a selfish player. Oh, yeah. uh, and I guess Coach, you didn't really know that either. Uh, so. Yeah. You know, that was an interesting fact. And right, just for that reason, he deserves to lose. Yeah. But with that said, fellas, you know, that wraps up the first round of the Sixers uh, all-time player tournament. Um, it was a great debate, a lot of fun debate, a lot of interesting um, matchups that we had. And, you know, we do appreciate, you know, uh, Coach Marcus Bullock, you know, Absolutely. joining us tonight for this show. Uh, Coach, anything you want to uh, leave us with tonight here on Let's Get It? I just want to thank you guys for having me. That was, that was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. And I'm definitely going to be listening to, to see how this, this tournament progresses. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And you're more than welcome to uh, join us back in the future if you want to move on as we do this. And one of the things, too, I know just want to give you a shout out. I know you said you have, you know, hopefully things get back up and running. You have your own basketball program, baseline hoops in the area, absolutely. you know, to uh, get out and about and help with these young kids get their game up. Absolutely. Anybody interested in, in, in just getting better, wanting to play, that's what we do. But, um, you know, anybody who wants to play, anybody who wants to work hard, that, that's what we're all about. BaselineHoopsNJ.com. Okay, BaselineHoopsNJ.com. Absolutely. Coach, thank you very much, and we'd definitely love to have you join us again in the future. Awesome. Thank you. All right, all right. Coach. we talk to you later. All right. All right. All right, Jay. Well, listen, another great episode we had tonight. I love the debate of the Sixers players. I think that, you know, that's one of those things, too. A lot of it has to come with personal opinion, uh, what you saw, what you didn't see. You know, obviously, there was a lot of players that you were able to give us some some background history on. And for our listeners, you know, our producer is not an old man. So let me do, uh, you know, take a few steps back there, you know, making him a little more ancient than he really is. Uh, But with that said, guys, and fellas and all of our listeners out there, we do appreciate you listening. We'll attack it again. Jay, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with tonight? No, nah, it just was a great show, great debate, you know. Um, and I guess that, you know, sometimes, like, you know, this, these are different, you know, talks and discussions that's good that comes out of the whole corona thing because, you know, this was something that, you know, you know, would they really have all these brackets that come out, you know what I mean? So the fact that, you know, we're able to have good conversation, good discussion, I just it's just a great thing, you know what I mean? So I just think it was a great show, great um, great caller and uh, Coach Marcus Bullock, and he does do uh, great work out of, uh, with baseline hoops and um, just improving and, and teaching, you know, uh, the, the, the players the, the game the right way. You know what I'm saying? You can hear some of his, you know, his insight and, you know, his X and O's just in his, you know, and and him debating about certain players, you know what I'm saying? He's spot on with, you know, the type of players that, that we've talked about. So, you know, um, to have that type of level of expertise, to have that type of level of insight and vision, it only going to help your child. So he was a great caller. Just a great show. Just a very great show. A, a, definitely a, a feel good moment in this uh, pandemic. It absolutely was. I think that, and like you said, just to, uh, echo that you know you really could hear the knowledge of the game that coach Bullock had and we definitely would love to have him come back and join us again and you know if you do have some youth out there that you need there was baseline hoops nj uh, to go check that out.com go check that out 
Uh, I want to leave our listeners with this again and just, you know, try to maintain a positive mind frame during this. Do your part. Do your part. Do your part. Social distance. Do the right thing. And be willing to sacrifice the short term for the long term gain. With that said, I'm your host, Randy Duckin, for Let's Get It. My producer, Jason Bryce. Tune in again. Love having you. You all be well.